0: Hey guys, welcome to the latest digital CXO podcast. I'm your host, Mike Buzard. Today we're with Andy Mann, who's been around the block a few times in the vendor side, but is now CTO for Kumu, which provides a video platform for doing all kinds of interesting uh, product launches and everything else you could possibly imagine. Andy, welcome to the show. Hi, Mike, welcome. It's so good to be with you again. What is your sense of what is going on with video these days post pandemic because I seem to remember we were kind of sort of seeing a lot more video before the pandemic, but now I feel like everything on the internet has a video component. So has that become the new de facto uh, medium? Yeah, look, I, I can't really
1: speak for the consumer side, right? Everyone uses video for everything, right? I, I talked to my mum on her birthday uh, over video now and and these sorts of things. So, you know, that's very normal and it's becoming that way more and more so in the business. It's becoming just very normal to have video conversations. Video, you know, Zoom, obviously, the Zoom meeting took off during the pandemic, but it's not just that. You mentioned things like, you know, product launches, uh, learning management, uh, you know, engaging with customers directly, putting your message in front of them when they can't come into your store, for example. You know, so there's But there's a love-hate relationship, right? As we've gone through the pandemic, we've gotten onto video, we're all doing it from home, we work from home, but we don't necessarily want everyone to invite everyone into our living room because, by the way, we're doing work from our living room because the kids are doing work from the dining room and your partner's doing work from the office, and so that's the only place you've got um, so there's this love-hate relationship. I think it's becoming much more acceptable to just drop a short-form video for your team rather than taking another Zoom meeting. You know, we do this all the time at Cooma. Um, Record a quick five-minute video rather than hosting a 25-minute meeting where you sit down, you talk for a little while, you waste a bunch of time, and then you sort of get to your point and there's some interruptions and maybe the dog barks or whatever. Just spend five minutes getting to the point. You, you, we do this a lot at, at Kumu. This asynchronous video, where so replacing some of the Zoom fatigue with a you know a five minute watch it anytime you want kind of video. So yeah, love hate relationship. I think is what's happening with uh, video in the enterprise. We love it because it lets us get through the day and actually see people when previously we just email or phone call. But we're also sort of hating it because the Zoom fatigue is really crushing our spirits.
0: What is your sense of video and digital business transformation? I feel like a lot of times people are having those conversations and they're all focused on the application and the process, but I wonder if they just don't think enough about using video as part of that process or maybe even place of the process altogether. Yeah, look, Mike, the,
1: I can't remember who said it, but the the medium is the message, right? Um, We get a very, very different message on video. So the role in terms of digital transformation for me is massive because when you think about I think about digital transformation it's a very amorphous concept. But I think about it in terms of how are we replacing manual stuff with digital stuff? And so a lot of it's been, you know, online forms rather than printed forms. You know, at its simplest, it's email instead of fax um, or maybe instead of letters. Uh, But video is a way to do the things we did in person but not in person that to me is massive change in terms of digital transformation you know sure moving a form or a process from a manual thing to a physical to a digital thing that is good and important. But when we start to talk about the human side of digital uh, digital transformation, then it's got to be about video. We're, we're visual people, we're visual species. You think about the first cave paintings, they weren't letters or numbers, they were pictures, they were depictions of humans doing stuff. It's that we retained that uh, for, for millennia. We want to see pictures, we're visual learners whenever we give instruction, try describing to someone how to do something versus showing them how to do something, and it's chalk and cheese. So you mentioned a you know, learning management system, using video for that rather than bringing people into a classroom and walking around and teaching them and putting writing up on whiteboards. Well, record all that and reuse it. Do it the right way and get it into video form so anyone can read that and use that and watch that when they need it. So, it, it plays into a lot of the tropes of digital transformation, right? Moving from physical to digital, opening up to global interactions that happen everywhere, all day, 24-7, very much cloud, you know, cloud-based. So, there's a, a huge uh, impact, I think, video is having and will
0: continue to have on digital transformation do you think we need to think harder about how we use that? Because a lot of times I see people using video and it comes across like uh, traffic school, right? It goes on for hours in a day and it just keeps going and going and going. It feels like to me, there needs to be more thought process into making things more digestible, smaller chunks of things that are naturally related to each other. But you know, do people really have the video production mindset to go do that? Yeah, it's a really good point. And I'll, I'd, I'd say it's more about
1: tiering your level of quality, right? If I'm recording a five-minute video for my team, I don't have a huge team. I, I'm not holding a town hall to do that. For just for my directs, then I don't need to worry too much about lighting and having my script and ums and ers and being, you know, I will need to be concise. I think that's a really good point. Everyone needs to be more concise, but I don't need to panic about the quality of the recording, what camera I'm using. Do I have multiple angles and stuff like that? But if I'm doing a product launch that's going out to my partners or my customers, then I really do need to be concerned about that. I need to make sure that the video quality is not distracting from the message, that I'm transcoding, for example, the right bit rate for every individual receiver so they're getting the best quality they can get. I'm not that concerned if I'm just doing a five-minute asynchronous video for my team. So I think, yes, absolutely, concision is something we – I I will say, Mike, I need to work on that quite a lot, just generally, um, the ability to have that concise message. I will say I found that recording a video makes you get a bit more concise when you start to think about those things, when you start to think about tiering an audience and what quality do I have for what level of audience and what type of communication. I start to think a bit more about that. And so when I am going with my team, I just pick up my cell phone. And I go, hey, team, let's uh, have a meeting, blah, blah, blah. Um, but when I'm talking about doing an asynchronous video, maybe for a customer introduction, then you know what, I'll record that three or four times to make sure that I'm not stuttering and stummering and, and, and not doing the ums and ers that I actually do in real life to make it feel a lot more fluid so that my message is not being uh, sort of changed by the medium. So, yeah, it's… It's something that we could all do better with, I think. But, you know, this is where we're coming from consumer to enterprise. We're getting used to the consumer side of it. And now it's just going to become more and more natural on the enterprise side of things, I reckon.
0: Do you think that we are going to edit those videos more so that we can get that ums and ahs out before we... Distribute and will people start thinking more about that or become more self-conscious about things as they're recording those videos?
1: Yeah, I do think that's gonna happen. And I, I know we do that, for example, and I know a lot of our customers do that. So you record maybe a live event and you say something, and by the way, live events, maybe you say something you didn't mean to say and you've got an audio, a captive audience. And they're not going to say it outside, but you want to now reuse that video. So there's going to be some re-recording happening and some editing happening. Um, you know, for example, um, using the the Kumu platform where we can record the video live and then put transcriptions and captions and translations on it. We can actually do that in real time. Um, and then when you store it, you can then go straight to the point you need to because you can use indexing. You can play it back at two x speed. You can do a bunch. Of stuff that means that the video on demand is experience is actually even better than the being there live experience. But then, yeah, cutting it up into segments. This is where long tail comes to play, right? I've got a video that I use to launch a product maybe, and so it's 20, 25 minutes long. You think about the, the launch events they do for new iPhones or new, well, for, for new Toyotas, for example. Um, and you think about these launch events that happen. So now I've got a bunch of great content that I've shared just with my partners, and so now I want to share some of that with the world, but I can't share all of it. So, yeah, I'm going to go back and I'm going to take those snippets And I'm going to translate them and I'm going to provide captions for them and I'm going to provide indexing so people can jump to the right part of that video, which may only be five minutes, but I want to get to that minute 3.04 where I'm getting the meat of the information I'm interested in. This is the thing. I think video has incredible opportunity for impact and it's not one-off. You take that live event, you work with it, you create multiple long-tail, informative videos that you can use potentially for years later. Mm -hmm.
0: So what's the best example you've seen somebody using video inside of a digital business transformation initiative that people would go, wow, that kind of just changed the way we thought about that process. Look, I mentioned Toyota
1: and this is something <laughs> they've done with us in public recently and talked about using their using the Kumu platform to do a launch event for their for their vendors, for their agents, for their dealers when those dealers can't come into the the, the launch event because of the pandemic, right? So a car is a pretty unique object in that you spend a lot of money. This it, the second biggest purchase you'll ever make for most people? It's really significant. You want to go and sit and feel and touch it when you're doing that sort of money, right? Um, so, And dealers want to know what can they sell, what's good, what's great. And so being able to show off the vehicle from around the launch event from all different angles, to be able to put in your own marketing messages and your sales enablement messages, oh, make sure to focus on this great feature that we enabled, and then getting a 360-degree camera and putting it inside the cab and letting dealers look around and see what it's like to sit inside this brand-new vehicle that they've never physically been in touch with. I reckon that's one of the coolest use cases I've heard. Um, There's a lot, though, when it comes to onboarding, enablement, uh, working directly with customers, um, the town hall. You know, we don't have to get a thousand people in a ballroom anymore to do sales kickoff. We can do it with annotations, with Q and A, with feedback loops, and all the sorts of things that we need to by doing the right way with the right video platforms so yeah i mean there's lots and lots of examples but that launch event that that toyota recently went through that was exceptional i really enjoyed seeing the application of digital transformation to a physical manufacturing environment so cool
0: all right well let me ask you since we are talking about toyota which is more important your house or your car
1: yeah. that's a that's an interesting one. It depends on on your lifestyle and what you're doing. If you're living in Manhattan, for example, I don't think that that would be that question. The whole question would be a non sequitur. It's like car, what car? Uh, whereas if I'm living in rural Idaho and and the only way I can literally get to the supermarket is my car, it's like well, I could probably sleep in a tent, but I got to go to the shop, so my car. Yeah, that's a good one for me. It's my house because I work from home Um I don't actually drive that much. I ride my bike more than I drive, so.
0: All right. Well, the right answer to the joke is it's your car because you can sleep in your car, but you can't drive your house.
1: <laughs> That's true. <laughs> all
0: right. So what's the worst thing you've seen somebody do with video in terms of a process? You know, you don't have to name them, but just look at it and say, you know, geez, that was not something that really worked at all.
1: Oh, look, it's, I think it's when executives are not prepared. Um, that can be so disturbing and and long uh, that also has a long table, tail. So uh, executives, you get on to a video, and they don't consider who their audience is. They don't consider the long tail implications of what they're saying. And we've seen this with certain Silicon Valley companies who have been captured. The the executives have been captured on video by employees saying things and not, you know, controlling their message for you know to say it nicely. Um, And that has long tail, right? Video lasts. Like everything on the internet, for example. If you post something on social media, and we've seen a lot of people find their comeuppance from aged posts on social media, um, the internet has a very long memory. And for better or worse, cloud storage has a very long memory. So making sure that you understand that just some of the basics that I know you understand, like every microphone is live, Right. Every video camera is live. Um, don't say things in these forums unless you're prepared to have that in front of other forums unless you can manage and secure your content. This is the thing where people put video into a box, uh, a shared storage folder or something just as a file, and there's not really that granular level access control around it. Um, and so it can get out. So managing that message, the, I think the worst thing I've ever seen is an executive literally going off in a video town hall, not realizing that they weren't securing their video content. There were people dialing in from external sources. Uh, they they weren't they didn't have the analytics to understand who was on that call at the right time, and then they didn't control the message related to that audience very well. And it was a very uh, I, to say it was an uncomfortable uh, diatribe is is definitely underplaying it.
0: All right. Well, the best rule of advice is don't talk to anybody on video in any other way than you would talk to your mother, right? Well, exactly. right. It's, it's easy to
1: think of video as a different medium, especially when you're doing asynchronous video, when you're just recording yourself talking to your cell phone briefly. And we see this, uh, people in, in social media in a, in a personal sense, uh, having, uh, a, shall we say, a lack of self-awareness as they record this video and they – have a position and they wouldn't say that to their grandma but they come out very forcefully online and because there's not that feedback loop they don't get the they don't get the grandma going that's not right you shouldn't say that right and so that's a really good way of thinking of it Uh, every every time you get in front of a camera it should be a message that you're willing to live with um for a long time and that you're okay with your grandma seeing. i mean that's actually a pretty good rule of communication at the best of times i think there you go hey andy thanks for being on the show mike thank you so much for having me always a pleasure mate